The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, God's up, giddy up, and welcome to the Failure to Stop podcast channel, the number one show where police meets society and culture. You're tuning in to the last call of the day episode, which is live every Wednesday to our paid viewers and then goes out to everyone else on audio on Thursday. But this is the show that is going to save your first marriage, your second marriage, your third, whatever first responder marriage you're on. This is the show that's going to save it because it gives you something else to talk about other than the job. So that you don't sound like a robot first responder to your civilian friends at the weekend barbecue. This is a show that gives you something more to talk about something else other than dead babies and domestic violence. We cover a wide ray, wide ray, wide variety, wide ray of right. I don't know how to say that. That sentence there I had a, a Joe Biden moment can happen to anybody. That's why I don't make fun of the guy can happen to anybody. But we uh, we have a wide array of content uh, on the failure to stop network on the channel. We've got off the cuff, which is all the police related news given by Mike, the cop and he big daddy, Dave, we got night shift every Tuesday, bringing you all the true crime, mayhem and murder with the always beautiful and audacious Andrea Uplate. last call comes out on Thursdays to audio. And then Fridays is our flagship case breakdowns with myself and Drew Breezy and Mike, the cop, a lot going on in failure to stop. A lot of changes happening, coming through the holidays. We only got like Less than 60 days before the first, and we're kind of just rolling out a whole bunch of new stuff for Failure to Stop. There's going to be a new show coming on, potentially a comms center show. It's a call-in show um, with two dispatchers where it's going to get gruesome and crazy, um, and they're going to talk all things uh, call-in shows, lots of different call-ins. Uh, Anything from alien encounters to worst homicides to if you're a detective, call in about this case or if you know something about this, call in or what's your opinion on this. But it's going to be a very fun uh, call in show. We're trying to work out logistics on that, but that's coming. We're also going to be revamping the discord for our paid members um, with some extra stuff going on in there. Might even potentially be starting a public Facebook group um, that's going to be ran by the Wolfpack, by you guys. Um, that you guys will be admins on uh, um, and all the things just giving first responders something uh, to do something a little bit more and and, and we've we built quite a community. Uh, the live shows are awesome. I'm talking right now in the in the live chats that maybe we're gonna do a live show uh, in Georgia. If not a show in Georgia, maybe just a meetup. Maybe just a meetup somewhere between Macon and Savannah. Gotta get up with Drew Breezy and Andrea up late. And maybe Mike the cop and see what uh, see what they want to do over the December holidays if anybody's got time for it. Uh, but yes, today we are talking about today we're going to talk about parenting because on the last call Instagram channel, you guys are like you should talk more about parenting. You're an awesome parent, Eric, and you should talk more about it. Thank you, thank you for considering me to be an awesome parent. I don't consider myself to be an an awesome parent. I just I feel like I'm a, a, a mediocre parent. And that's all that this world asks for is mediocre, um, uh, being mediocre in things. Everybody's so infatuated with being the greatest or being the goat or being the best. That some people forget to just, just be okay with being mediocre. I'm one of those guys. I'm okay. I work really hard to be mediocre, but I know that no matter how hard I work, I'll never be truly great at anything. I wasn't gifted with 
being a great writer or being super athletic. I wasn't gifted with being a, 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 a great skateboarder or even a distiller or, or wine my, a winemaker. I was never going to be a master sommelier because I'm not great at taking tests, you know, but I worked really, really hard to become a sommelier, right? And that's cool. I worked really hard to own my own distillery and that's cool. You know, so I've done a lot of media. I've done a lot of things, but I've done them mediocre at best. And so therefore I've had a very fulfilling and a wonderful life. And so I consider myself to be a mediocre parent and I appreciate those of you who notice uh, how awesome I am at that. Today's show is brought to you by ammo seek yes indeed if you're anything like me you're sick and tired of searching for ammo and when you find it the prices are so jacked up through the roof you can't afford it when you got 10 kids like bosco in the live chats that's why i'm a proud partner with ammo seek that's why we brought ammo seek on baby ammo seek is an incredibly helpful comparison shopping search engine for in-stock ammunition guns mags reloading supplies they update their results in near real time so if you see it on ammo seek it's available and it's available at the listed price which is dope search by caliber cost per round grain weight manufacturer you name it you can search it ammo seek is totally free to use and you can even save past searches and set price alerts so that uh, you're notified when your favorite product comes in or it shows up on AmmoSeek. If you're looking for great deals on in-stock ammo from over 260 online retailers that will ship right to your door, you can do it all at AmmoSeek.com. Find in-stock ammo, firearms, and reloading components at the best prices on the web at AmmoSeek.com. Do me a favor. When you register for your free account, tell them that the Wolfpack sent you. God, I feel so stupid when I do that, but I love it. I'm still going to do it every episode just for you. That's MOSeek.com, MOSeek.com, forward slash Wolfpack, and our other sponsor, as always, you see him behind me. You've slept with me on it. We've slept together on it. Ghostbed, baby. Ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Coming up with that Black Friday special. These guys have the most ridiculous Black Friday sales every year. I have been working with Ghostbed for almost three years now. Absolutely phenomenal company. Made in the good old USA. USA. Not long. We can't stay that much longer, guys. Russia's coming. China's coming. World War III is going to be breaking out. Who knows what we're going to be chanting? We're 0 2, baby. Last time I checked, we haven't won a war in the last 20 fucking years. We haven't won a war in like 40 years. So get all the USAs out that you can. You never know when you're going to lose it. You got you to gotta hold on to it. USA. USA. But we love Ghostbed so much. And uh, Right now, 35% off. I'm telling you, I don't wait to get you that Ghostbed pillow. But maybe wait for Black Friday because they just, you know, they, they throw in those uh, comforters. They throw in those uh, cooling pillowcases, those cooling sheet pillowcases, which are so clutch and uh, you don't want to miss it. But today we're going to talk about parenting. We're going to talk about, uh, <laughs> we're going to get into it, man. I, you know, this is probably the episode where I lose a lot of you guys where you're just like, man, fuck this guy. But listen, you asked for it. You asked for it. And so I feel like I've got to deliver it to you, man. And as first responders, I've always said, I've always said this, that first responders are just like pastors where their kids are, it's like a, it's like an 80, it's like an 80, 20, 80, 20 split. 80% are absolute garbage children. 20% uh, make it in this world. 
I know a lot of pastors' children that are just absolute garbage. You know, uh, th- th- there's there's a stereotypes are there for a reason, but you know, the pastor's daughter's usually a freak, a little freaky deaky, right? The pastor's son's kind of like a spoiled little brat, kind of gets there, you know, kind of a kind of just raised the politician, really, really. Um, but I feel like first responders fall into that same category, and I think it all comes back to we care so much about other people that we forget to care about the ones that are the most important and that's our kids we put so much of that emphasis i've said it a thousand times on the show that we put so much emphasis on being a good cop making sure we're going to court making sure we're caught up on those cpr classes and all those first responder courses um and so that we can climb that corporate ladder right we've we've got our level twos and our level threes and our you know we're a shooting instructor and we're focused on being great at all these things that we forget about the wife or the husband that's at home we forget about the children that are at home um that are just kind of being left to 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 be raised willy-nilly i was the reason why i kind of brought this up a little bit was because i see so much being that i'm a homeschool parent and my kids are competitive skateboarders and we travel around so much we're with such a wide array of children um and, and and i work at a distillery and there's a lot of kids that hang out there and a lot of parents that hang out there i get to see first-hand parents right teachers get to see the product of the parents they get to see the teacher but they don't actually get to see the parents i actually get to witness parents i'm around, i'm actually around parents more than i'm around anybody else being that i'm four kids we're doing uh skate sessions with other parents we're doing skate contests with other parents we're doing homeschool co-op with other parents uh we're with parents at the distillery because they're trying to get away from their kids so i am constantly surrounded by parents and I've gotten to learn a lot from each one. And I'm not saying that they're bad parents. Some of them are. Um, but I get to see a lot of things that I don't necessarily agree with. And I see the, the causes and effects of that. And I think it's important. Um, the first article I, I wanted to bring up to you guys today, which is, you know, I always, I always cruise the weird and odd news, oddity news. That's what Last Call is all about. And one of the first exclusive stories, one of my favorite sites to grab this weird and funky news, which is called the mirror.com. The exclusive <laughs> article today is I let my kids drink coffee, shave their heads and eat whatever they want because they should be happy. Mara Domeland, who's 29 years old, uses a range of parenting styles that gives her four kids free reign on what to eat and how to dress. Now, Mirror news is is very odd news. It's very weird news. I don't I, I don't know who submits these articles. They're always all over the place. So it's not like this is like a well established New York Times article. But I did think it was telling that this was the main story on its weird news site. I hadn't seen anything like it. Um, I mean, I have. I, I've there, there are some great articles on there. Like another article that I'm going to read from there, where is a man downs like 20 energy drinks while playing a video game and his pancreas decides to eat itself because of it always news like that right but this is this was the number one story and it's a mom of four years so this is like an english site because nobody says mom uh has detailed her controversial parenting techniques that see her children live without limits by being able to drink coffee go barefoot play outside in the rain Mayor Doma on 29 says she uses a mixture of parenting styles to raise her brood, but crucially doesn't want them to be restricted in what they do. 
The stay-at-home mom goes barefoot herself as much as she can and allows her children, Emmy, 9, Murphy, 7, Ripley, 5, and Endy, 2, very similar to the ages of my children, to do the same if they wish. Mary encourages them to play out in the rain, doesn't restrict them to what they can eat at mealtimes, which means that they're more likely to choose and eat fruit and vegetables themselves, she claims. On the surface, I have nothing wrong with that kind of a parenting style, to be honest with you. I know that the, you know when I read the comments to this, there's a lot of people bashing this woman and they think it's crazy. I don't think it's necessarily crazy. Now, what I do think is crazy is the parents that go a little bit overboard with this kind of technique because it, it really is a scapegoat and you don't have to be a parent. This is what happens when the parent comes, this is when the child only wants to eat chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. That's a parental failure there. Well, all my kid likes is, is, um, is chicken. They're very picky. That's because you've raised them. You've allowed them to be picky. If you allow a child to eat whatever they want, 99% of the time, that child's probably going to pick uh, chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese. It's natural. Like I, I see kids every single day. I go to contests with kids every single weekend. And what do most of the kids want on contest weekend? They always want either pizza or they want chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. And that's fine. That's fine. That's natural. It's easy for them to eat. They can use their fingers. They don't have to use a knife and fork. There's dipping sausage, which is always fun. And who doesn't like pasta and cheese for Pete's sake? So if you allow your kid to eat whatever they want, of course, they're always going to want, but it doesn't mean they're picky. It just means you have allowed them to only eat one thing and you've never been a parent and forced them to eat other things which I believe is a parental failure because they're missing out on an opportunity. They're missing out on the diversity. And frankly, when, when a pinch comes and there isn't anything else to eat, they're not comfortable eating what's provided to them. We uh, travel with this one young boy and, and he's such a picky eater that literally everywhere we go, I refuse to play into his picky eating. We got sub sandwiches. He didn't want X and he didn't want Y. And I said, no, that's not how that works. This is what they have. This is what you get. But I don't like that. I don't want that. Well, then you'll just go hungry, homie. Well, can I get this? No, you can't. Well, my mom usually, it's, well, I don't care. Your mom's not here. I was put in charge of feeding you and guys and keeping you uh, fed for this contest. And I'm not comfortable with just giving you cupcakes three meals a day. It's not going to happen. You can eat some carrots. You can eat some celery. You can dip that in some ranch. You can have a sandwich. Uh, that, that was made. Nice hot sandwich. You can have turkey, ham, roast beef, whatever sandwich you want. But there is no pizza, there is no chicken fingers, and there is no macaroni and cheese. I'm sorry. You're fucking 13 years old, homie. And that's it. I agree with allowing kids to be kids, but you got to reel it in. You got to reel it in or else you'll have chaos. I mean, a, a, a kid sees a, has a key in his hand and there's a key socket. The kid wants to put the key in the key socket. So if we just let kids be kids... They're going to electrocute themselves. It has to be within reason. You've got to be a parent. Now, if you want to raise your kids to walk around barefoot, that's fine. That's cool. But you also have to teach them that there's a reverence and there's a respect to wearing shoes. And there's pictures of these kids running around the grocery store with bare feet. I'm sorry. I don't want your athletic foot fungus, your ingrown toenail crap all over the floor of where the food that I buy is surrounded so surrounded by that's gross to me I don't like it I don't want to see your kids toe jammy feet in the grocery aisle of my grocery store it's it's disgusting to me now if you have a foot fetish and that's hot to you it's good 
but we got to be all be respectful. I don't go run, run around with my dong out all the time. I'd love to. I'd love to just let that love that baby flap around. I've got a motto that says let them titties titty. I wish every woman would just let her titties just titty. Just let them out. Let those titties titty. No bra, no shirt. I would think it would be a great place, but that's not how the world works. So I think letting your, you know, I think this kind of parenting, you know, shaving your head when you want to shave your head, wearing what you want to wear, wearing pink, it leads to a spoiled, rotten child. And nobody likes a spoiled, rotten child. I, you know, full transparency, we, we hang out with another young man who, who's great in a, lot of, in a lot of ways. Really, really talented athlete. Very talented athlete. Um, my kids aspire to be like him, but he has a shit attitude. And everybody around sees the attitude and the, and the, the parents laugh it off. The kid, they'll be like, nope, don't take that up there. Don't take that upstairs. And the kid will be like, I'm taking it upstairs because I want to be up here. My screen's up here. And the dad's like, I'm telling you, don't go up those stairs with that thing. Dad, my screen is up here. I'm going up the stairs. <laughs> and then the kid gives a funny look and a funny face and tiptoes upstairs and, and acts goofy and tries to make a laugh and a mockery out of the father and eventually ended up upstairs. And I, saw, I, I told my wife, I said, dude, I would have dragged that kid and his head would have hit every stair on the way down. There's no way they would allow that to happen. And, and you know what? It shows because when the kid skates with other kids or does other sports with the other kids, he's often the one that is the one that snakes everybody else. He doesn't take turns. And he relishes when other people falls. I don't think that's right. I think it's rude. And I can see other parents that are uncomfortable with it. And if that's the way, you know, if that's what you're trying to raise, then fine. I don't think so. You know, I think there has to be some kind of balance there. So a lot of you guys asked me about how I raise my kids. I personally made, made, I told my wife before we ever had kids, before we ever get married, I said that when I have kids, I want to homeschool my kids and I want my kids to be everything that I couldn't be. I, I want to put every bit of energy into making my kids, uh, you know, what I couldn't be. There's a lot of things that my parents did great. Right? I am a very well-respectful, uh, modern gentleman, right? I like to get the door for the ladies. I always say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to my elders. Uh, I always try to be very polite and courteous wherever I go. Even when somebody is not, I'm, I'm almost courteous to a fault. I almost let you take advantage of me. I'm so courteous. Um, and I want that to be my kids, but I also want my kids to have, uh, athletic uh, opportunities or academic opportunities that I didn't necessarily have growing up. Um, and so I made a conscious effort that I was going to put more work into my children and my children's future than my own future. What I've learned from that is kids can do incredible things. Kids can make their own grilled cheeses at five years old. They can turn a stove on. My five-year-old made a beautiful fire yesterday morning. Dad, can I make a fire? Sure. He grabbed the matches. He grabbed lint from the dryer. He collected a whole bunch of kindling and little little sticks. And he made a proper fire. He just turned five like two months ago. But he was taught that. I had to teach him. There was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of breaking matches. There was a lot of when can you play with a match and when can you not play with the matches? There was a lot that goes into it. It's not, you know, people say, well, I think it's crazy that your kids can make coffee at seven years old in a French press. That's crazy. But no, it's not crazy because we've taught them to do that. And we've, we've taught them how to do it. And, and do I let them sip the coffee at times? Sure. But will I ever let them have a cup of coffee? Absolutely not. 
because I don't think a kid should should need coffee or caffeine at that age. I think it sets them up for failure in the long run. If you're letting your kid, as this girl does, her seven-year-old and her five-year-old, if you let them have coffee and they become dependent on it like adults do, what do they need when they're 13? There was a young man at a contest not too long ago that he was he had a, uh, a Monster Energy drink, and between each run, he was crushing the Monster Energy drink. He was skating in the nine below. So that means he was either nine years old or younger. And, and, and again, it's, to me, it's terrible parenting technique. That's a parent failure. Don't do that to your kids. You've got to think about the ramifications on that. If that kid needs monster energy drinks to be pumped up at nine years old to win contests what's it going to need at 12 or 13 coke cocaine a booger sugar <laughs> i mean you know when you're giving your kid melatonin at 45 years old to sleep every single night what are they going to need to sleep when they're 13 you know what i mean chloroform roofies where does it stop? You you gotta, you know. I think one of the things that being this the style of parent that we chose to be, which is a very hands on uh, parent, where we don't, you know, the the school system's not teaching our children. We're not dropping them off at daycares. They don't have coaches. You know, it's it's us coaching them through all of this. I think one of the things that that you learn is you learn to do without. So when there's an attitude or a behavior problem. Instead of trying to medicate that or trying to punish them, we try to figure out what's the root, what is the root cause of this personality trait. If it's an anger issue, what's causing the anger issue? Well, let's start taking things away and figure it out. Let's take away the TV shows. Because a lot of the times, these kids are reenacting what they see on TV. I can almost tell you what Disney movie my kids watched while I was at work. If they watch, if my wife lets them watch a Disney movie or, or whatever, we, we do screens very scarcely. You know, um, we don't do a lot of screen time, but I can almost tell you what, what movie they watch by how they're behaving when I get home. Absolutely. Those screens, whether it be a video game or a movie, absolutely influence your child's behavior. And if you don't think that, uh, try it, try it, take those screens away uh, for two days and, and, and look what kind of chaos that it's going to cause in your home because they've come addicted. They've come, they've come grown and accustomed to these screens. I think another problem, I, I think another parenting technique that we do is that uh, we do limit screens and, and screens absolutely affect And listen, every parent tells me, well, my kid, my kid's really, really, really good at video games. Really good at video. I mean, scary good at video games. Okay. Well, that's almost every parent I run into. Almost every parent that comes into the distillery and sees my kids skateboarding feels the need to tell me how good at video games their child is. So if you've got that many children that are great video game players, how's anybody making a living? Or, or you know, and, and, and listen, honestly, I see those kids, and I'll be mean for a minute, they're recluse. They have personality disorders. Uh, they don't get along well with others. They have attitude problems. And, and they don't, they, they, they don't interact with other people, in my opinion, appropriately. Hey, give me one of those pink Sprite things. That's a, that's a kid who's glued to a screen all day. Has no, no, no parental checks. Parents that have just pawned off their parenting on the screens. Hey, give me one of those pink, uh, 
Sprite things. They can't even call it the right name, much less ask for it nicely. They can't be like, can I get one of those Shirley Temples, please? No, it's, can I get one of those pink cherry Sprite things? Because they're so focused in the game, they're so locked into these screens that they can't even pick up the name of what beverage they want because parents aren't teaching their children to be cultured. They go, we went to a Chinese uh, buffet, my kid's first Chinese buffet ever, and they earned it. They completed, uh, well, my son got second place at a skate contest, and we said we could go out to dinner to celebrate, and he wanted to go to a Chinese Asian buffet. We'd never been before. So we took him to an Asian buffet. The kids were, I mean, through the roof. They got crawdads. They got noodles. They got uh, cat and rice. They got the dog and noodle. What, uh, whatever this, the buffet had, they, they got it. They put it on their plate. They thought it was the coolest thing in the world. They thought that crawdads were just, just the most phenomenal thing that God had ever put on this earth, that they could eat it. And they were trying to figure out how to eat it, uh, learning about it. They'd never had a crawdad before. They caught them in the creek, but they'd never eaten one. Then they just thought it was great. And a couple came in next to us and they got two tables, fat daddy, fat mama, fat older daughter sat at one table, fat little son and fat little daughter sat at their own table because they're too fat to all sit at one table. And all the fats kids pulled out their screens, pulled out headphones like these, put them on and filled their plate up with little fried cookies, chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. And even my nine-year-old noticed it. And even my nine-year-old said, look at those kids on their screens. And they're eating chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese at this wonderful buffet. That's what my nine-year-old said, his exact words. And that is sad, man. That is, that is so shitty. Oh, and one, it says kids under 12 shall be accompanied by an adult. There's no way the two kids sitting at the table were 12 years old. And they were going up there putting their greasy, sneezy, neck-bearded, nine-year-old hands all over the buffet. It was very sad, man. And, and, and again, parenting failures. Parenting failures. And, and the first responders are the worst at this because I really feel like for a lot of first responder parents, and I fell into this, I'm guilty of this. It wasn't until I stopped becoming a first responder and I started working on my own and I made the conscious decision to be all about my children. And again, we got to also remember that I have made my kids my number one priority, not my distillery, not my podcast, but my kids. Not a lot of people can say that. So when you're looking at me and what I do with my kids, just understand that I made a, a conscious decision that my kids were more important than climbing a corporate ladder. My kids were more important than having a boat. My kids are more important than having a motorcycle. My kids are more important than having all these nice things, having the, the big giant home and the house and, and paying the uh, uh, homeowners association fees. My kids came before all of that. I'd rather be home and go to skate parks and do shit with my kids than be you know, an overtly successful, you know, whatever. That's my decision, right? Not everybody can do that. Not everybody has that. It's like some people want to be great uh, bodybuilders or something like that. I don't, you have that drive. I don't have that drive. My drive comes to my kids. So just remember that when you're trying to compare yourself to me, just remember that I suck at doing a lot of other things. I'm just, I just give all my time to my kids because I've afforded myself that opportunity. So, when I was a cop, I couldn't do that. I hadn't made that decision yet. Still wanted to be a good parent. 
But what happens is when you are a cop and your wife works and your kids are off in daycare, they're being raised by daycare and they're not being really told no that much because daycares and preschools, they're not allowed to spank a kid. They're not really allowed to, to get up in the kid's face or, or, or to discipline the child. So they're being told yes to an extent. All these daycare workers, all these preschoolers, they're burnt out. They're not getting paid enough anyway. So they're not going to fight with a kid, and they end up giving the kid what they want. Then they go to football practice or they go to baseball practice, and they're only like five years old, and they don't want to go sit in right field. So then they say, well, go stand in center field with Sally, and you all both can stand out there. So again, they're being told yes. Or they're on the soccer field, and it says, hey, stay right here. This is your zone. But they're five years old, so they don't really – have a zone. So they go and they do the whole whirling dervish thing and their little tornado and they go around, but they're still never being told no. They're only being told yes, that if I do something that I want to do, I'm going to get away with it. And then you come home from your eight, nine hour work day, 12 hour work day, and your wife, who's probably going to be a nurse, cops love to marry nurses um, or an RN or of some sort or a teacher. Right, and they go through their nine, ten-hour, twelve-hour workday. When they get home, the last thing they want to do is tell their kid no because they haven't seen their kid since six o'clock in the morning, and it's six o'clock in the evening. So then they tell you know, hey, tonight we're gonna have you know carrots and rice. Well, I don't want that. I want chicken nuggets, and they feel guilty. I fell into this. Listen, my kids were the kids that played the video games and ate the chicken nuggets and the macaroni and cheese. It wasn't until I stopped being a cop and I was home that that I dawned on me. I'm like, holy shit, I'm raising little uncultured fucks. And these kids don't, they, they, these kids don't, uh, really? They don't want yams with marshmallows on top for Thanksgiving? They get all this food and they're asking Nana for, for chicken nuggets? No, 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 no. Uh, hey, son, clean your room. I will when, the game, when this game is over. He was like four years old. What do you mean? I'll do it when this game is over. You're four years old, dude. I tell you to clean your room. You get up and clean your fucking room. If I, if I told my supervisor, he says, hey, Tansy, go out and remove those illegal voting signs off of private property where the people are complaining. And I say, yes, yeah, Sarge, I'll do it after I eat my lunch. He'd probably fire me. I'd get written up for insubordination. And here I got a four-year-old telling me a grown-ass adult. <laughs> I'll do it when the game's over. And that's when I decided, no, 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 I, I see what's wrong. I see where I've gone wrong in my life. I've got this kid here who's nothing playing, nothing but video games and wants only pizza and chicken nuggets. And that's when I decided I wasn't going to have that kind of kid. And I put those video games up. We ended up doing video games just on the weekend. And then we would have this crazy weekend of temper tantrums and fits. And then we would take the games away on Monday, which would be temper tantrums and fits up until about Wednesday until he had weaned off of it, became a normal kid, was outside building forts, drawing, doodling, doing things. And then come Friday night, dad, make sure you get my video game down. And we start that whole cycle over. So I realized I'm going to get rid of the video game. That's the problem here. We'll just do video games on special occasions. I.e. it's raining outside and cold. Can't really do anything or it's a birthday, or they've just been amazing kids for you know a hot second, and I feel like rewarding them for something. But now my kids, uh, you know, I've got a whole refrigerator full of awesome Pokemon drawings. I've got a three-acre lot full of forts and traps of animals. 
Uh, I've got four fire pits in my yard because we're constantly out having fires. I got kids who are sponsored skateboarders, you know, at five years old. And I think that's because I have forced them to be cultured. I have forced them to learn. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, a lot of you guys send me messages about my, my parenting techniques and, 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 and I thank you guys for that. I really do appreciate that. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I just think it's important for you to know that you don't have to do that. You don't have to give up your job. You don't have to give up all your stuff to be a great parent. What you have to do though is figure out, am I raising cultured kids or am I raising spoiled little brats? Am I raising kids that people genuinely like? I, I am so proud when I see my kids at the skate park helping another young boy out or young girl out. I love it when the 20-year-olds are trying to do tricks with my kids. I like it when the 15-year-olds are following my kids around the park. When my kids are influencing them because my kids are genuinely kind. There's not a, there was an asshole at the skate park. This, this made me really happy. This kid rides for Nike, Team Nike, and he's known to everybody. Now, generally, this guy's really nice. I actually really do like this guy. Just having a bad day. But he's 20 years old, and I, I don't think he understands that kids in the park look up to him as much as they do. But he was trying to do this trick, and he was doing it over and over again. And he wasn't getting it, which is very normal. And then it became, to, let's throw this skateboard. Then let's waller around on the ground. Then let's yell fuck every time we don't land it. Then it's throw the skateboard, yell fuck, and waller around on the game. And all these kids are watching him. All these kids are watching him. And my kid skates by him and says, hey, get up. And the dude was pissed. And he looked at my kid with the rage of seven devils. And my son said, you got this. And he put his little nine-year-old knuckles out. And the dude punched my kid in the knuckles. Two tries later, he got it. And I was so proud of my son for going over there and doing that. But at the same time, because I had wanted for like an hour to be like, yo, quit being such a bitch. Land the fucking trick or quit. But don't sit here and whine and bitch like a little baby all the time. But I was very proud of my son for doing that. And, and I, and I've, but I've raised him to do that. See, when my kid can't get a trick and he throws the skateboard, that only happened once. Because then the skateboard went into the back of the truck and I slammed all the doors we went home. I don't tolerate it. There was a kid at the skate park at the skate contest. Everybody's watching. It's just him skateboarding. He's got the whole park for 45 seconds. He's 12 years old, I think. Misses a trick. Yells fuck. Slings his skateboard into the bowl. Dad goes from his phone, eyes onto the phone, looks up and says, so-and-so, don't do that. Are you serious? Don't do that. That kid's 12 years old. He's yelling fuck and throwing a skateboard. We would be done skating for months if my child did that. Months. You cannot allow your kids the opportunity to become shitbags. The world has enough shitbags. You got to nip these things in the bud. And you're not going to get all of them. But these things will accumulate over time. And they're only going to get worse. If that kid's yelling fuck and throwing a skateboard in the pool at 12, what is he going to be doing at 15? Punching people in the face, breaking the skateboard in half. Come on, man. That's where you got to step in as a mom or a dad and be involved. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes is being involved 
with your children. If you are that first responder that has, that works 12 hours and you're married to a first responder, thank you so much for your, for your service. But make sure when you get home that you're not just being a yes mom and a yes dad. Make sure you're giving your kids some culture. Make sure you're making your children try something. Did you know that there is no such thing as just not liking something? That if you try something enough times that your body will eventually naturally like it? My wife taught me that. I swore up and down that liver was the worst thing on earth and that my body could not eat liver. That my body would just physically reject liver. That's how much I've hated liver since I was a little kid. If my parents had liver and onions, I had to go eat outside because I couldn't stand the smell. It became the point that my parents didn't allow me to be a picky eater. They didn't allow me to, to not like things. But my parents allowed me one thing. They said, you cannot like one thing. And my one thing was liver. And so my parents did not force me to eat liver. But my wife said, did you know that that's all in your head? I said, no, I fucking hate liver. She said, no, but that you've convinced yourself to hate liver. There's something in your brain that you've decided that you didn't like about it and you've perpetuated it. But did you know that if you eat liver in enough ways and enough times that you'll eventually tolerate liver and then you'll like it? It's kind of like black coffee. Nobody really drinks black coffee and says, yeah, this is great. Everybody at some point says it's disgusting. You've just, you, we are uh, kind of like, bread into drinking coffee and liking it and so then we become like it's just like sweet wine versus dry wine type thing now i love liver my wife cracked me of it i absolutely love it. i love foie gras i love liver and onions i i love all of it i eat liver all the time uh call me the liver king actually i'm just kidding but i do i i i enjoy liver now i can i can eat it in several different ways you can fry the liver you can pate it could be a liver pate it could be anything before i couldn't do any of it and so, you know, you force your kids into trying different things. I, my kids are allowed to have one thing. I couldn't tell you what my kids' one thing is. I don't think there is one yet. My kids eat everything. Oysters, uh, peas, carrots, asparagus, you name it. My kids will eat it. And, and But that's something that you got to teach your kids. You, you got to, to influence on your children and not just be the yes mom and the yes dad. But that's the real problem I see with our culture here is this whole yes mom, yes dad. And, and, and these parents thinking that they could be, be, be their children's friends. I'm not friends with my kids. I'm friendly towards my kids. My kids love me. We get along great. Get along with my, my kids. Fantastic. We go camping. We do all the things. I mean, you can follow our Tansy fam account. That is real deal shit. That is real deal. I post like our whole life on that fucking thing. But when my kid gets out of line and my kid says something, I just raged on my kid the other day. Uh, he forgot his skateboard. We were leaving the house and I saw it in the yard and I said, dude, why we've, we've done all this work. We've, we, I've been getting on you guys for the last 20 minutes to get your shit done. So we go to skate park and you forget your skateboard. Like, how do you, how do you forget your skateboard? And he goes, go get it for me, fat daddy. And I said, Ex excuse me. And he goes, it was my five-year-old. And he was like, daddy, it's your responsibility too. And I, I got up out of the car unbuckled him out of his car seat, dropped him down out of the car seat, spanked his hiney, told him to go get his skateboard, put it in the truck, and to buckle himself in, he had three fucking seconds. I do not tolerate that kind of back talk, that kind of disrespect. Yeah, we might be buddies, and we might skateboard together and stuff, but there's a line. And I told him, I said, I am your father. You will never call me that again. You'll never call me fat daddy in that scenario ever again while being directly disobedient to me ever again because i will wear that ass out faster than i don't know america goes to war with russia in the next year
James Russell in the chat says, Fat Daddy, LOL. Yeah. No, you got it, man. But there you go. You know, I, 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 I'm glad we got to go on this ramp. We don't do this every Thursday for those of you first turning in. But I got so many messages about, hey, will you talk about parenting? Will you talk about parenting? And, and to me, uh, here's, here's, the, here's what I'll leave you on. Here's my three things to be a good parent. Be involved. Don't always say yes. And you're not put on this earth to entertain your kids. Your kids can entertain themselves. And it's okay to be bored. Those are the three things, man. If you force your children to entertain themselves, not via a screen, not via a tablet, not via friends from down the street, but if you say, go outside, find something to do. 30 minutes, they will have found something that will take up the rest of the evening. Whether it's they found a piece of cardboard, whether it's they decided they built a trap uh, for squirrels, um, you know, you never know what it's going to be, but, uh, you, you know, we don't do a lot of parents aren't doing that these days. A lot of parents aren't trying to teach life lessons. They're, they're just pawning life lessons off on TikTok. They're planning, you know, they're just pawning shit off on the coach, um, or the daycare or the after school program. And, and we've got to get back to his parents being involved, being in inside. You know, if you're involved in your, your child's life, that motherfucker ain't shooting schools up. You'd know it. I would know if my kid was thinking about going and fighting somebody right now. I would know it. If my kid was beefing with somebody right now, I'd know it because I'm involved in his life. I'm around it. Um, but you know, I, I, I also, as a, that first article went, I do agree with live and let live. I, I, I do believe in giving kids some freedom, not holding their hands through everything, but you do have to mentor them. Like I didn't just say, go make coffee. And allow them to get scolded and burned. No, it took a lot of time and a lot of patience to say, here's how you set a timer. Here's how you read time to set a timer. Here's how you push the buttons on the timer. Let's start there. And it started with setting the timer for the coffee every morning. Then it came to uh, measuring. Here's how you measure things. Okay, today I'm going to let you set the timer and I'm going to let you pour the coffee in the measuring cups. We have four people. So if we have four people drinking coffee today... How many cups in coffee is that? Or how many tablespoons is that going to be? You know, and they had to work that out. And my wife's got a little chart for them. But, it, you know, then they started working on that. Then it became to how to add the water. Like how many ounces of water? How many cups of water do we need for four cups of coffee? You know, some of it's going to get trapped. How do we do the filter? What is the filter? Why is the filter? So it, it took, you know, pr- probably months before they actually put everything together and made us coffee for the first time. Now it's kind of their thing. Their rule is if they wake up before 7 a.m., if they're out of their bed before 7 a.m., they have to make coffee. That's the rule. Or else you have to stay in your bedroom until 7 because that's that's my wife and I's time in that morning. So, you know, if they want to get up at 5.30 in the morning, that's fine, but there better be <laughs> better be you're in charge of the coffee so that I can sit there and read my, you know, do my things. But, uh, you know, you gotta be involved. It takes a lot of work. You know, each skateboard trick, you know, it's another great example. They didn't just go out there and start flipping those boards around. It all started with just like a little pop. And then that pop turned into a little Ollie. And then that Ollie turned into a little shove it. And then that shove it turned into a little, a little flip. And then, you know, just, 
it grows on itself and that's kind of how you do i'm going to adjust the chats really quick we've hit that one hour mark uh long episode today guys uh, and i felt like i just ranted but i had a good time uh, i'm going to adjust there's a bunch of people in the chats today we got jonathan bates from difficult to look at pictures james russell drew breezy davy deadleg media bone cold fleas austin uh britney's falconers in the chat um yeah, let's see, I missed a bunch of people up at the top. Murr 530, Honey Badger, um, Bosco Autry was back in here again today. Um, and then I think we, we saw um, Hydro Man Blue. So anyway, I'm sure I've missed a few guys, but I, I really appreciate you guys all being in the in the chats today. Um, I enjoyed hanging out with you. Drew Breezy says, Seven Devil Skate Park. Make sure those kids like and subscribe and hit the like button. Yes, please. Uh, James Russell liked the fact that my kids call me Fat Daddy. Uh, and, you know, I'll let them call me Fat Daddy. That's okay. They just can't do it when they're in this, you know, the scenario of go get it for me, Fat Daddy. Like, you know, you'll learn when, when it's appropriate, when it's not appropriate. Um, Honey Badger 640, I would have got a brick of soap to my mouth if I talked to my... Yeah, no, no shit, dude. Um, and my kids normally would... Uh, get 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 soap except i was in the in the truck and i didn't have any soap so he got uh he got yanked violently out of his car seat and got uh got the open hand of fury right on that raw behind in front of all of his brothers and his sister and was shamefully forced to walk and grab the the skateboard while sobbing and then got in the car and then was scorned again about how he will not be disrespectful and be unkind and, and be like that so um, yes, Brittany Faulkner said my daughter would have had her hand tied. Good. Her hide tanned, not hand tied. Hide tanned. That's good. That's what I like to see. Like, you, yeah. And you got to do it. Look, and that was a parenting fault of mine. Like, I had let my kids joke around with me to the point that he thought it was okay to call me fat daddy and argue with me about getting a, a skateboard out of the yard. So, um, all right, guys. Well, hey, thank you for tuning in to Last Call It Egg. And this show is brought to you by Ghostbed and Ghostbed.com. And, oh, dude, Rip Pack is back, baby. Rip Pack is back with a failure to stop only vanilla and mint. They have vanilla and mint, but they've done a packaging just for failure to stop. It's a special packaging. Use the promo code Wolfpack. Get your 15% off. Get you a whole packet of Rip Packs for like 10 bucks. And the packaging is one and only to the Wolfpack. So make sure you take pictures, share it out. It's a perfect stuffing stuffer, perfect to give to a first responder for Christmas, a hiker, an outdoorsman, a hunter, uh, kids that are into athletics, kids that need to brush their teeth on the go. Rip Pack is the system to get your teeth clean without having to carry around a toothbrush and toothpaste. You just stick it in your mouth, you swish it around, you spit it out. Um, and it's great. My kids love it. Uh, every time we do a skate contest and we're out of town, they rip pack it up. They brush your teeth all week long. And then on the weekends, they just do the rip packs and they love it. Murph 530, real quick. My son is at the age of testing again. He's nice to other kids, but he has been pushing limits with me and mom. Yeah, dude, no shit. Like, I mean, they're learning opportunities, 100%. Those are learning opportunities. We, we all learn from it, right? We all learn, you know, we all le realize how far we've let our kids go and Sometimes you just got to reel them back in, baby. You got to reel it back in. And it's, listen, like, we're all going to fuck up. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we, we're all going to, you know, Mike, it's not going to, I don't have like perfect kids, obviously. Um, but, you 
at the end of the day, as long as my kids are saying yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, they're being respectful. I'm proud of them. Uh, but anyway, guys, it's from RipPack.com, from AmmoSeek.com, the only place that the Wolfpack should be seeking out their ammunition, their guns, their holsters. Go to AmmoSeek.com. Uh, make sure you head over to RipPack. Grab your RipPack and hit up GhostBed. Get you at 35% off. Until next time, guns up. Giddy up.